up? Welcome to the podcast. Recently, I went backpacking with a couple of friends. We hiked up to an, a lake called Amethyst Lake, which is in the Uinta Mountains here in Utah. And it took us about, I think the, I think the hike is actually six miles, six miles up, six miles out. And it's pretty steep in places, but nothing crazy. Um, the crazy part was that we had all our gear on our backs because we were planning to stay the night. So we had sleeping bags, we had tents, we had all our food, we had our cooking equipment, chairs, all of that stuff. And it's amazing the feeling of like, I don't know. So ever since I was in college, I have always aspired to be <laughs> something that I call a self-contained unit. And it's just this idea of everything you need at a moment's notice, like you're just ready to go. In my, When I was in college, I used to carry around in my car, I had a Subaru wagon and you could put in the back of this Subaru wagon, you know, I had like a, a container of water. I always liked to keep my tank full of gas. I had blankets. I had a pillow. I had a map because this was a while ago and there was no such thing as GPS. <laughs> so I had a, an actual map. Um, in fact, I made a little cover for this roadmap um, and it was made out of leather and I tooled the words live free into this map. I still have that somewhere. My brother used to tease me about that. But anyway, yeah, I was a big fan of just like everything you needed and you could just go. You could sleep in your car. You didn't need a hotel. You just needed gas money and a map to get to where you wanted to go. It was it was this feeling of just like freedom and self-sufficiency. I don't know, man. It's just really satisfying. So anyway, that's what backpacking feels like. That's what I feel like when I go to like REI or to Cabela's or to these stores and I look at all the camping gear and the tiny little stoves that you can fit in your backpack and the dehydrated meals and like the little compass and the fire starting kits and the tiny first aid kits. I'm just like, oh, I need all of these things. I need all of these things with me at all times. <laughs> anyway, I was very excited to go on this trip with my girlfriends. So uh, we made this plan. We got up at the crazy hour of like 4 a.m. We drove to the Uintas to the trailhead, parked our car, and then we started walking. And it was beautiful. The weather was perfect. There was chatting. You could hear birds, all kinds of birds chirping and singing in the trees. You could hear waterfalls in the distance, and then you'd get closer to it, and it would become louder. You could hear babbling brooks. Sometimes it was just the sound of our footsteps. Everything's green. It's warm. And the beautiful thing is, there's absolutely no cell service. So it's just two solid days of really no agenda other than to get to the campsite, to make it up the mountain, to eat when you're hungry, to talk about what's on your mind, to rest if you're tired. Really relaxing and really freeing to have no ability to call home, to check email, to look at Instagram, to post pictures of what you're doing. Sure, I took plenty of pictures, but 
you know, just that feeling of like absolutely nothing on the agenda except exactly what we're doing. Walking, talking, taking in the beauty, just moving your body, communing with nature. So, you know, we're talking and I don't know what it's like when you get together with your friends, but I feel like we have these really great deep discussions where we're really trying to solve some of the world's <laughs> problems or like tackle some of these philosophical uh, topics, you know, the nature of God, your place in the universe, how friends relate to each other at various stages of life, um, like your purpose, your calling in life, you know, just like small talk. <laughs> Anyway, I'm walking, I'm feeling strong. And our plan was to get to the lake, set up our tent. And at some point during the next two days, we were going to get in this lake. It's so cold. (laughs) It's very cold. But you know, you've been reading, I've been reading about the benefits of cold water therapy and also just that experience of jumping in that lake and being somewhat alone. We went on a weekday, so we weren't up there with a lot of people. We did pass a few hikers and there was a couple of other campsites around the lake. But I honestly think there were probably four campsites, like four groups. And when I say groups, we were the biggest group and we had three in our group. So spread out around this entire lake. So it was really peaceful to be up there, to be by ourselves. Anyway, we get up there and we set up our tent in the most beautiful meadow. The grass, the ground is this springy, squishy, and we learned later that it is normally actually covered in water, but it was it was soft. It was like the perfect bed. It was the perfect place to lay and to set up your you're surrounded on three sides by steep, sheer cliffs of rock by these big mountains. And we're next to this lake, which is dotted with little patches of wildflowers. And all around are these rocks that have this like purple hue. And I'm pretty sure that's why they call it Amethyst Lake, but they were everywhere. You could see fish jumping in the lake. You could hear the wind. You could hear the sound of your own breath. And it was just amazing. And I remember my friend, Marianne, who we did a podcast with, talking about traveling by herself. And something that struck me during that conversation was she said that it's it's really interesting when you travel by yourself to learn what you think about when you're all alone, to witness what you care about, what your mind fixes on when you're all alone and you're not distracted by conversation and you're not distracted by familiar surroundings. You learn what you care about. It was kind of cool to reflect on that and to just be in a place by yourself. Anyway, something that pops into my head a lot, and I know I talk about this a lot, but the truth of the matter is it's this is like ever present kind of undercurrent of my thinking. And I don't know if you're the same as me, but sometimes I worry too much about my body and I judge it harshly and I worry about other people judging it. And I am not very kind to myself. 
Anyway, knowing that we were going to go swimming and knowing that my two companions, my two friends that are with me are, in my mind, what I consider like ideal body shapes. You know what I mean? And you start to do that thing where you compare yourself to them and you start to think, am I going to be embarrassed? Am am I going to, uh, you know, just am I going to look bad and on and on and on. Your brain just kind of circles around these thoughts of like, what if, what if, what if. But we didn't end up going swimming that night because it was cold and it was dark. So we wake up the next morning. We have our breakfast. We build a big fire because it was still pretty cold. We built a big fire. We went and hunted for firewood. We built ourselves a nice big fire so that we could get in the lake and then warm ourselves up in the fire afterwards. And we did. And I didn't actually take a bathing suit. I took like these little shorts and a tank top is all I wore to get in the lake. And, um, you know, there was a little bit of self-consciousness. We took a video of ourselves doing it. And then afterwards, when I watched the video, I will say that my mind went to like, oh, that's what I look like from behind. Oh, I've gained so much weight over COVID. Oh, compare, compare, you know, just tear down. Just, oh, I hate that I do that. I wanted to do it. I wanted to get in that lake. I wanted the experience of getting in that lake. And I didn't want to worry about what I look like doing it. And I hate that my mind goes there. And so my whole thought process is this is an opportunity to practice what you believe. And what I believe, what I really, really believe is that our bodies are not who we are that our bodies do not determine our worth. What they look like does not determine our worth. That your body is a functional vehicle for me, for the person that I actually am with which I experience this life. It gets me from A to B. It has five senses that I experience taste, that I experience sound, that I experience sight and beauty and all of those things this body provides for me. That is what its function is. It is not to look a certain way to please a certain amount of people. It is not to look a certain way to look the same as everyone else because we've already established in previous episodes that I have certain genetic features like my legs. These come from my family. There's nothing I can do about the thickness of my calves. There's just nothing I can do about it. So why sweat it? Why worry about it? But you guys, it's so hard to put this into practice. And this is what this is what I wanted to talk about today is just that every time we do these things, it's an opportunity to put into practice what we actually believe. And that is what I believe. I really believe it. I believe it about you. I believe it about everyone that your body is not the thing that determines your worth. Anyway, but we all know it's a daily practice. It's like this little battle that we wage inside our own minds all the time. And maybe you don't have that, but I do. And like they always say, those things that we feel the deepest are universal. And I know this is something that I'm not alone in. This struggle to just like accept and love what actually is and not postpone happiness, not postpone activities, not to postpone getting your picture taken or doing this thing until you look a certain way because there are no guarantees for anything. Life is right now. What's happening right now is important. What's happening right now is your life. Okay, so that was it. That was the morning. We get in the lake, we swim, I do the thing. It's very fun, no big deal. And I'm pretty proud of myself for actually having done it. And the friends I'm with are good friends and I know they love me no matter what I look like. They don't even think about what I look like, I don't think. I think about it more than they do, definitely. But um, nevertheless, it was a tiny little hurdle for me to get over. 
So we pack up our stuff, fill our backpacks, tear down our tents, and then we decide we want to venture over to the opposite side of the lake just to see what's going on over there. And we just kind of left our backpacks by a rock so we didn't have to carry them all the way around the other side of the lake. It took us maybe a half an hour to get to the other side. Well, we get over there and there is this perfectly flat, high off of the ground ledge that is right over a very deep part of the lake. And it is the perfect place to just jump in. None of this wading in gradually, slowly, like we had done earlier in the morning. And we're like, should we do it? Should we get in the lake again? Wouldn't that be a great way to kick off (laughs) the hike back home, you know, like refresh, rejuvenate, invigorate, but all of our clothes are packed in our bags. And so we decide we're just going to strip down to nothing and jump in the water. (laughs) I haven't done that for so long. Like the last time I got naked and jumped in a body of water out in nature, I don't know, I was probably in my 20s. We decided to do it because why not? There were not a lot of people around this lake, as I mentioned before, and the people that we could see that we had passed on our little trek around the edge of the lake were far enough away that they just were like skin blobs. We couldn't really see details. At least my eyes couldn't see details in them. So I assumed that they couldn't see details in us. So anyway, we do it. We just decide to do it. We take our clothes off. We make little piles. We count to three. I don't know. Maybe we counted to 10 and we just jumped in the lake. Okay. It's recording. It is. Just audio. Pants off. Okay. 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 Lola, get naked. Will she jump in after you? Don't look at me! Somebody count us down. I'm in fetal position right now. Oh my god. Rock climbing. You guys, this is so. (laughs) Okay, 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 okay. get out and we have to kind of air dry, you know, because we don't have towels. We don't have things to dry off on. So we just kind of like sat on the rocks um, drying off. And it was this like freeing, liberating, invigorating experience that I am so glad I had. And I'm so glad I did not let insecurity or fear stand in my way of having that experience. Cut to a couple of weeks later, I am going on a very fun, very exciting trip to LA where we're going to do a bunch of fun workout classes and stay in this big house. And I knew that one of the days was going to be poolside. I knew that one of the days was going to be spent by the pool. And I was really like, "Ugh, how is this going to make me feel? Am I going to be brave enough to do this? Does it matter? Will people be looking at me? Will people be judging me? 
And these are people that I know love me and these are people that I love. And I just like, these are these mental hurdles that I have to get over all by myself, all by myself. I have to be like, this is going to be uncomfortable. But again, it is an opportunity to put into practice what I really believe. And so I did it. I put the bathing suit on. I sat by a pool with a bunch of people who, by the world's standards, look better than me in a swimming suit. We chatted, we ate food, we laughed, we told stories. It was a great time. It was a great time. And there were a couple of times that like negative self-defeating thoughts entered my mind. But you know what? I just asked myself that question that I am always asking myself, which is what is really true? What is really true? What is real? And that is... I'm healthy, I'm strong, I'm worthy, I'm loved, in my opinion, is the only one that really matters, and that is the only one I have any control over, so why not get my own back? Why not be my own best support, my own best friend? So consciously giving myself a reassuring thought, and then forgetting about it, and then focusing on who I'm with, what we're talking about, where I am, what we're doing, what's beautiful, what's fun, what's good. And then you forget about those insecurities because you're actually in your life and you're not observing your life. And I just want to offer that to you. Like, what is that thing that you're insecure about? Is it holding you back from doing something you want? Are you worried about what other people are going to think about you? Are you worried about how you're going to look while doing it? Are you worried about looking foolish? Are you worried about failing? Are you worried about not being accepted? Are you worried that people are going to see you for who you really are? And are you letting that keep you from doing something you really want to do? And here's what I know. You're, nothing is guaranteed. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. A week from now is not guaranteed. A year from now is not guaranteed. I am right now in the process of doing a fundraiser for Huntsman Cancer Institute here in Utah. And it's a bike ride. It's an indoor cycling class that I'm doing, trying to raise money for Huntsman. And I'm doing it in honor of a dear friend of mine who passed away from uterine cancer. And the sad truth of it is that she... I was a very dedicated school teacher. That's not the sad part. That's the amazing part about her life. She was a very dedicated school teacher, a beloved school teacher. And I remember it was she was having some health problems and she was so focused on her students and her classroom and we would talk about plans, things that she was going to do in the summer or things that she wanted to do, trips that she wanted to take, things she wanted to try and accomplish, restaurants we wanted to eat at. And I remember her sitting in my office and her saying, when summer comes, you know, I just I got to get through this school year. I've got so much focus on the kids and the lesson plan and these events that were taking place in her classroom. And she's like, I'll figure out what's going on with my health and then I'll go on that trip. I'll figure out what's going on with my health and then I'll try that restaurant. And she just would kind of gesture to her abdomen when she was talking about that. But she never really gave me any details about what was going on, just that something was painful, something was wrong, but she would solve it once summer came, once the school year was over. And so that was in May. And 
that month is when it got so serious that she actually did have to go to the doctor and she was diagnosed with uterine cancer and she passed away the first week of June. And I don't say that to be, I'm just thinking about it a lot lately because the the fundraiser is in her honor and her memory. And because I want to do something to give back to this place that treated her so well. And my point is that she thought she had this whole summer that she was going to, then she's going to live her life when the summer starts. Then she's going to experience the things she wants to do. And I'm just saying like, none of this is guaranteed. None of us is guaranteed tomorrow or a month from now. So do the thing, do the thing that you want to do. I mean, you know, jump naked into a glacial lake. Try the activity that you've always been curious about. Tell the person how you feel about them. Get the crazy haircut. Ask the question. Apply for the job. Like, What are you waiting for? Honestly, what are you waiting for? Get your picture taken. Do all the things that you want to do now. Because life is happening right now. Anyway, that was my takeaway from <laughs> being exposed, you know, from, from, from letting myself be vulnerable in that way that was really hard, but so empowering. It was so empowering. And I hope that that means something. I hope you can take something from this. You know, your life is yours. It's for you. It's for you. It's not for anybody else to observe or be impressed by. It's for you. So do the thing that you want. Create the life that you want and don't worry about what it looks like from the outside. Worry about what it feels like from your perspective and your perspective alone. I love you. I want you to be happy. I want you to have fun. I want us to have stories to tell. And that's my challenge for you, to go out and do something that will make a story. And that's what you share with people. Those stories, those stories are for you to reflect on and be proud of and smile about and be excited by. That is what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Thank you so much for being here. I genuinely appreciate this opportunity to share and learn with you. I would love to keep the conversation going on my website. This is gettinggood.com. Every episode has a blog post that includes links to the things we discuss. There are pictures of my guests and highlights from our conversation. So check it out and leave any comments or insights or thoughts you have about the episode. I would love to hear from you. You can also connect with me on Instagram or Facebook, as well as sign up for the monthly email. Links to all of that on the website. And if you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, head to the website and click apply. It's all there at thisisgettinggood.com. If you found value in this podcast, why not subscribe? Better yet, write a review and share it with a friend. 